1: hi everyone this is marlene with miami ghost chronicles and i want to welcome you to another episode of stories of the supernatural if you're watching it on the internet or listening to a podcast version of the show make sure to subscribe so that you get notified when a new show is released and if you'd like to find links to videos or mp3 files just go to miami and you can also submit any eerie experiences you've had at the submit your story tab also hook up with us on facebook twitter and instagram where you can find information not only about new shows but also about monthly free merchandise giveaways so get comfortable enjoy this new episode and just imagine it's a dark and stormy night where not a creature is stirring not even a mouse and if a creature is stirring you hope it's a mouse Hi, everybody. This is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles: Stories of the Supernatural. And the following is an interview that I just finished doing with Mac Maloney. Uh, I've had interviewed Mac myself on my show, uh, and I believe the the title of the episode, if you want to look it up, is ET Enigma. And I'll pro- I'll have a link to it. Uh, in the credits of the show, as well as information about Mac's uh, show. It's, it's called uh, Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, and it's hosted by him, Mac Maloney, uh, Juan Juan, and Commander Cobra. And uh, in case you didn't know Mac Maloney, he's a best-selling author, and uh, has a series of books, best-selling author on Amazon. And the show usually emphasizes U.S. Uh, military involvement in the paranormal. Topics can range from uh, famous military encounters with UFOs to the Pentagon, uh, psychic studies, remote viewing, for example, haunted forts, airplanes, ships, and battlefields. So uh, Mac was kind enough to invite me to speak to him. About the paranormal, uh, and we bantered back and forth. It was a short show, but extremely interesting uh, information that he gives out. He is, as a matter of fact, his show airs uh, every Friday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and that's on kcorradio.com. Again, I'm gonna put a link to the show. Uh, in the credits. But let me go ahead and let you listen to that interview, which, by the way, was great fun.
2: Uh, Also on the line with the Switchblade Steve Warren, up there in the Bowl of Flakes.
3: Great to be here with everybody.
2: Battle Creek, Michigan. I already uh, confessed earlier in the show that they had a big bowl of Frosted Flakes for breakfast.
4: No, that was my favorite.
2: Keeping the uh, local economy up. Is that right there, Switchy? I do what I can. Okay, Let's send him like a case of scotch or something. Keep just easy, to loosen yeah. up a little bit. Also, Do it what you can. but, you know, I should say, you know, we shouldn't fool around. He's a big starter. We have a guest on. See, that's the thing. Yeah. He's in the back of a limo. Yeah. Uh, Marlene Pato, who runs the Miami Ghost Ghostbusters, is on the uh, phone with us. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, my pleasure.
2: Okay. So what's it like down there
4: in Miami right now? Like 80 and clear? No. <laughs> You know
1: what? Of course, for us down in South Florida, it's freezing. It's going down into the 50s, and <laughs> all How dare
4: you? And <laughs> hey, that's
1: it. And it'll be gone in like about 48 hours. But for right now, we're like, oh my God, it's so
4: cold. Oh, I hate you know, If if is I saw it this 250 down there,
2: It's would be people swimming. In, they'd be swimming in the ocean here if it was 50 degrees. Really, people <laughs> be yeah. at the beach. Yeah. They would be. No. Okay. Nice. Now, are you right in Miami itself?
1: Yeah. Well, I live in uh, Miami itself, but it's a big county. But I live, like, down in the southwest, very close to the entrance into the Florida Keys. Oh, nice.
2: Wow. That's an interesting part of the world, right?
1: Yeah. I've got the Everglades, like, very close by. And it's, like, you know, Mm -hmm. down towards the end where you go into the Keys.
2: Right. So do you go down to Key West a lot? Uh, It
1: depends. Uh, After a while, uh, you try to time it when there's not a lot of coming and going because you know it's one way in, one way out, and if right. not, you spend a lot of time in traffic. But yeah, every time, every chance oh I get, God. we go down there.
2: But but um, but it's like a long series of thin bridges, right, that get yeah. up to there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing about as far as if you ever have uh, any type of accident or anything, you could be yep. in traffic for a bit. But. That, that, that really doesn't happen that often. They're pretty good about right. it. But it's very, it's beautiful. It's very nice.
2: And right. is it the, I mean, is it the freak show people say it is? In, in Key, a good way?
1: Key West itself? No, 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 I don't see it that way. I mean, if you want to go people watch, absolutely. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's uh, not totally a freak show. I mean, you just, huh. you just have unusual, peculiar people. Yeah. yeah. It also depends, do? they have yeah. certain festivals and oh. certain things that, yeah, they, yes. yeah
2: that, yeah. Right. What 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 well, there's an Air Force base there, right? or there's a big military base. The right there's right there. a Navy
4: base. Yeah, yeah. Key West, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. So that must employ a lot of people. Then there's just like a lot of bars and stuff, right?
4: What do they say about sailors, and I was one. Wait you know <laughs> It's like crazy. Have <laughs> you had, a, had, a, had yeah. any problems with the sailors?
1: No, no. You know like, what? No, not really. Good.
4: They're good uh, neighbors.
2: What you gonna say? Yes. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> What's the name of the ghost there that Coco uh, he he sent us pieces of? The boy, the the the, the stuffed dummy. Oh yeah, right. Robert. Robert. Oh yeah. That's the one. Okay. Creepy, creepy story. <laughs> but what, it, it, it's a it's a dummy of a kid with no face. And if you go and see him in the museum, you, if you make fun of him, you know you're cursed, <laughs> and you get letters from people who are cursed. And, oh. You're supposed wow. to
1: ask for permission every time you even want to cross in front of him, supposedly. I've been there. Yeah. I've been in the museum uh, where they, I don't know if they have him there right now. Because I know he yeah. tours. But you oh, know. he tours.
2: Why not? <laughs> Zeppelin does it like <laughs> Robert the dummy. Wow, so he tours. Someone's making tons of money off of this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. wow. wow. But you've seen it. You've seen him in the, in the, in the cloth.
0: Oh
1: yeah, one one time we did. I, I accompanied a group. They asked me to go there. We, you know, we had an exclusive uh, like exclusive access when the museum was closed, which is a Mar- I think it's a Martello Tower where they had him, or I don't mm-hmm. know they still there part of the time. And he was under a big glass case, and yeah. um, they were giving us the ground rules. Don't do this. You got to ask permission. I'm like, are you what? Are you kidding? Is me? he in like, a city?
4: She doesn't have to breathe though, does it?
1: no I have a picture. I have a picture right next to it and it was like but yeah some people do take it very seriously is, is he in a sitting position or is yeah they, they have out? him like in a little I want to say I think it was like a little rocking chair or a little chair
2: that's really that's going too far I think so so and isn't that the idea is that if you as you say you don't if you don't give him his respect he, he can curse you right and they have tons yeah. of
1: lettuce so people
2: yeah wow well, so he's a ghost with a toad is what you said,
1: right? Yeah, he supposedly got. Uh, I think the, the the story, the backstory on it was that uh, I, w- I want to say a nanny for the original yeah. little boy that owned it supposedly put a either a curse or a spirit in there, and that's oh, what no. it animates it. But that's kind of in a way it was a cursed doll from the beginning. Oh, okay. All
2: right. So, well, how did the how did, how did dummy get involved in it?
1: Then? Well, apparently this was a doll that she, I want to say, I'm not sure if she was either Jamaican or Haitian, the nanny for the little boy. Okay. Uh, and they gave him the doll. This, I believe it was around the turn of the century. uh okay. And she invested the doll with a spirit or a curse. Oh, but what, what happened was that as he grew up, he... Kept the doll, and his wife. Even when he got married, would hear him because he was like he was an artist. Would hear him upstairs in the <laughs> attic talking to somebody. The only other thing in the room was Robert the doll. So yeah,
4: amazing. Yeah, there's, there's
2: many roads to go with this story, but let's
1: just. <laughs> moving out of this but or stay, something? Let's stay in our lane. Was <laughs> there a movie or something based on it? Has there been a movie? I'm going to say no. No. I, no, closest I you're it, gonna I get to sound like that was the, the Chucky, but no, not really for Robert. Chucky. Chucky,
2: The first Chucky was really kind of scary. I checked like I Chucky 44 hours.
0: lost it's luster.
2: So, uh, Marlene, how how long have you been in the ghost business, if I can call it
1: that? Um, I want to say like officially, which is like very like since the '90s that I've been oh, doing okay. investigations. Right. I mean, interest always has been there uh, uh-huh. and things like that. And, um, but as far as going in there and being asked to participate in, this was before, of course, it became like so mainstream. In other words, was, I would say since the late 1990s.
2: Right. Right. Since the 90s. So what did you start it as a child? Because your picture looks
1: like, Oh, you're... I wish. Oh, oh, what is it? Flattery will get you everywhere. It's wonderful. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it's, a, it's one of those things. Uh, originally, um, I was working with a research foundation, uh, here that just covered the entire state of Florida. So mm-hmm. when they had somebody, you know, a case down here or if there was short manpower, they would ask me to go. And I would and I would do, what they did was like a two-part thing where first you would go in there and find out, is scientifically, was there any basis? Are we talking mental illness, drugs? What's mm-hmm. going on? Uh, before we would go in there, that's how I really got started because I, I was really good at interviewing people and speaking to them and assessing uh, it's not surprisingly, you know, a lot of these cases really are, there's nothing supernatural going on. It's more, mm-hmm. you know.
2: What's the percentage? What percentage can you say are not paranormal?
1: You know, I want to say, I want to say it's a 60-40 split. And let me explain oh, that 60, 60 yes, 40 no. But of oh. that 60%, okay, I want to hmm. say that a good 30%. You do have people with problems. It's just that, oh. you, yeah. In, the, in other words, it, it's you got both things.
2: Go, oh wow, interesting. Yeah, okay. Because we we, we had someone on uh, a few months ago. He, he was a doctor, but he had done like some kind of duty at a, um, you know, in a facility for people with uh, mental I,
4: issues. Issues. Right? Yeah, right. and
2: mm-hmm. uh, you know, very very disturbed people. And he swore, and this is he said he was. He was you know, a pretty um, believable guy. I mean, he was a doctor, so uh, he swore that these people had a higher rate of, you know, seeing paranormal things than people who didn't have these yeah. Yeah, issues.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that it. Like, I believe. Just, it. Like, wow, that's I believe awesome. it. and um, you know, because um, as far as my degree, it's it's in human behavior, and mental health, and after a while, you become really good at. You know, as far as you can diagnose up to a certain point, because that, that does take mm-hmm. a little bit people that is just truly, truly, truly like, you know, mental illness or disease brain mm-hmm. pain versus people that got that, but there's something else. And I don't know if you remember, Mac, I had mentioned that I'm also a trained hypnotherapist and I used oh. to work in alternative areas of hypnosis. And oh. one of the areas was in spirit attachments, which was something along those lines of what you're telling me he was describing. And you, you will yeah. have a lot of mental health people that off the record, they will tell you the same thing.
2: Wow. You know, the only thing that I remember we compared it to, not that it's just a, you know, a slight comparison, but like we, we get into the discussion how people will say they have a pet, a dog or a cat. Yeah. They'll get up in the middle of the night and start yeah. barking at the corner. Right. They see something that we can't yeah. see. I've, yes. I've experienced that. Okay. Sure. It's, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like these people, for whatever reason, you know how, like, I hate to use the word, of, like idiot savants who can do, you know, figure out pie to the thousandth degree or something mm-hmm. in their head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can do that, that's real. That's That happens, and, yeah. and maybe some of these people, you know, can see things we can't see. How strange would that be, you know? But there's a lot of evidence that kind of points to that, right?
1: Well, you get a lot. In my experience, based on my observation, my experience, a lot of people that have some type of a little bit of anxiety, or that are kind of like, you know, these people that are very vigilant, you know, because yes. of just either their nature or just things that happen to them, they pick up on stuff nobody else does in the real world and then some. Wow. Those are the people that I've seen that just pick up and see things. And like my physiognomy. They hard... have that background.
2: Describe this uh, this person a little okay. more fully. If you don't
1: mind. No, um, and this is really this this applies across the board. I mean, you know, the different degree of difference between one and the other. But usually, I've seen they're what I call hyper vigilant. Okay? okay. Some of it could be their nature. You know, people some people are born more high strung than others. Okay. A lot of it has to do sometimes with childhood. You know, if mm-hmm. things were a little bit unsettled, whereas a kid you you know you're stuck, so you got to be. You're always mm. watching what's going on around you. In other words, sure, you become very right. yeah. vigilant. Yeah. They, they yeah. develop a little bit of anxiety because you're unsure. And after a while, they kind of incorporate because you know, as we humans, we're pretty malleable, and mm-hmm. you become second nature. And not only are you watching what's going on around you, and picking up all these cues, body language, etc. Right. I've noticed there's a higher incidence of people with these characteristics that are. If, for lack of a better word, either psychic or they just see things. Mm. They see apparitions, yeah. they see, um, they just see things. And like uh, I said, a good portion of the ones I've seen, there's a correlation between that type of personality.
2: Wow, that's crazy because it so what we're saying in a way, and I hope I got this right, I really do, that if, if you are someone who doesn't have this diligent is that the right word? Hypervigilance, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, and the anxiety that goes along with it. Yeah. In other words, if you're just uh, these kind of people that I see them, I envy them, but they just kind of go with the flow, you know what I mean? People, they don't
4: worry Their about Their mind stuff. must not be clouded by other worldly things
2: that worth, or they everybody malleable know, It's kind of like, okay, you go along with the flow, which kind of leads to that thing that maybe it is like a matrix thing. If you pay a little bit more attention yes. to it than a normal person, yeah. you start to see things, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's, somebody that's just, you know, how you're always picking up on body cues, you do it unconsciously, we all do it, but this is the Mm -hmm. person that will take it to the nth degree, because they're trying to anticipate what's going to happen, or what the
4: person's going to do. Marlene, can we be trained to be that aware, and perceptive, and that perhaps perhaps relaxed, to be more uh, cognizant of, of strange things around us?
1: Believe it or not, it's the opposite of being relaxed. A lot uh-huh. of these people that I've worked with, that's the mm-hmm. thing, they never turn off. You know how, if you think one of those saws, you know, to cut wood, eh, you know, usually when we go to sleep, yeah. we turn it off. They never turn off. Wow. Okay? So those are the people that sometimes they have trouble sleeping, or if they sleep, their sleep is like very uh, light, you know, mm-hmm. they they hear all the noises in the house, even when they're sleeping. So it's um, so, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a mixed blessing in the sense that they're very good, like I said, at picking uh-huh. up on things that other people just don't, Yeah. yeah. but so it's, at the same but, time, it's exhausting, which is also what causes a little uh, bit of the anxiety, because...
2: Because it takes a lot of energy to yeah, be on watch sure. 24 yeah. hours a day, yeah. when you're asleep, yeah. you're on watch. Yep, yeah. 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 exactly. Why That's why, and so, the, so that, that kind of, we should just remind everyone that we're talking to Marlene. Pado down there in, uh, you know, sunny 50 degree Florida. <laughs> yes. I can't believe it. Down near the Keys, and she uh, runs Miami Ghost Chronicles knows a lot about ghosts. We love talking about ghosts. So, is that something that, that, that happens from childhood, you think, or there's no way it's in the genes of DNA or anything? No,
1: it? you know what? I, I, I hear a lot, and I'm sure you've heard it too, like, oh, that it runs in the family. Eh, <laughs> not <Right>. really. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, maybe it's. Maybe it's because in your family was more accepted where everybody talked about it or your mom and your aunt and your grandmother, but not really. I don't really think it's something genetic per se. Mm -hmm. I think it has to do with, like I said, your emotional makeup, what happened to you when you were a kid because that's really Mm -hmm. where it starts, you know, that sets you up to be that observant. Um, Right. And that can happen to anybody. I mean, it has nothing to do really. uh, You can have this ability and none of your family be you know, like what? What are you talking about?
2: Yeah, right. Sure, right. Hey, switch. Uh, you must have a question there.
3: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of a weird question, but you know, we we talk about residual hauntings and conscious hauntings. Yes. I wonder if if do you think it's ever possible? I don't. You know, whatever whatever it is that triggers a residual haunting, mm-hmm. is it ever possible that those uh, sometimes become conscious? and act as if it is a, that the person has survived. Uh, I'm thinking of things like, you know, the Philip experiment that mm-hmm. they did in Toronto where they created a, an imaginary ghost that right. was responsive.
1: Yes, right. Like a, like a topa,
3: yeah. yeah. Like a tulpa. I mean, do mm-hmm. you think that ever, if it, if it does happen, that it would react as if, you know, here that person has, has actually moved on their soul or essence to wherever, but mm-hmm. still you're getting this, this interactive, like it is something very conscious. Do you think that's possible or that ever happens?
1: I, as far as residual, I think that, in other words, the flow would be intelligent. leaves, Residual is left behind. Once it's residual, you're never. It's gonna never regress. In other words, residual is like an imprint in the fabric of that place. Whether mm-hmm. it's the smell of coffee, something that was done a lot. Certain, you know, you hear uh, sounds on steps going up and down. That was done repetitively. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing there. There's nobody there. Maybe right. at one point you might have had an active or what they call intelligent haunting, and maybe for some reason that spirit moved on, but that imprint is still there.
2: Um, we should explain to people who might not know that a residual haunting, is, as you just said, it's almost like you're looking at a videotape from hundreds of years ago yeah. and it just happens to be there. But then there's, what do you call the other haunting where you actually see a ghost you interact with the it's ghost? It's an
1: intelligent and... haunting. That there's okay.
2: Alright. There's two. Now, now, just going to this, and, and, you know, people throw around the space fabric of space-time and stuff like that, and I'm sure physicists, you know, understand it and stuff, but couldn't it just be kind of like a glitch in the system, you know what I mean? Describe coincidences yeah. as just kind of like glitches in the program, glitches in the, the software or something, you know,
4: that all of a sudden... Or random acts of synchronicity.
2: Yeah, that you're not supposed to know, but yeah. you, you know so definitely, you know, mm-hmm. and... and, and um, you know, does me ask you this question: Does does everybody have the same amount of ESP and can you, if not, can you train yourself to have like a higher amount of ESP Maybe yeah, you don't even know, but do you know? Yes. I have a feeling you know. Yes, I Go do. Ahead.
1: I do. I do believe that that something. And a lot of people say brain plasticity, which is you know what. Let's say, a, um, this is let's say some some people let's say that have had a brain injury or something that you can retrain your your brain can be train mm-hmm. to use different neural pathways, and then you do that when you do something repetitively. After a while, you do a second nature, for example, like driving. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that being psychic or being able, you know, uh, let's say remote viewing, uh, whatever the case, however you want to look at it, yes, I think that you can train yourself. Um, mm-hmm. but it, do you think I'm sorry, do you think ahead. people
2: are born with it? You know, do you think some people are born with it more? the hell
1: this up? I don't... Th- How can I say this? I think we're all even... It's just that it's almost like some people, uh, it's they don't have to work at it that hard, but it's there. And it's some people just yeah. never use it because, hey, they're maybe a very mellow personality.
0: Right. And
1: everything is good for them. And they really, right. you know, they are not they don't need to be that observant. and But right. you still have those people that they've never had any type of psychic experience and they'll go to this one place and be there at the right time and they'll see something or have an experience just... and never again or they'll see a right. crisis apparition. Same so, thing. Do you, do you think you have to be in,
2: in a way in the right place at the right time? Because I've never seen a UFO. I'm always looking okay. for them and I feel like
4: You'd be the one to be chosen to see one.
2: Yeah, I know, but I don't, But I have this feeling I'll never see one because I'm, I'm like, hyper looking for them, yeah, you know? And right. it, they just seem to surprise you. And ghosts are the same way, too. I mean, you go into a haunted house and all that, that's crazy, okay? But if you go to a place and you have one of these intelligent hauntings, I, I think it's usually a surprise to you, you know? It isn't like yeah, right. even, you're looking for a ghost, right? If you look for a ghost, will you see one?
1: Let I me mean, tell you something. There's a good chance. That's why I say really? that. You know, a lot of these shows is like some. I, absolutely, I think sometimes it has to do with timing, especially if it's something tied into an anniversary. There's something. Mm-hmm. There's something. You know, that needs to be happening for mm-hmm. that apparition or whatever supernatural event to take place. Right. Um, so I, I know the weather. Sometimes people will say is tied into that. Oh, really? That's wild. Um, yes.
2: Yeah, really, you, overcast, rainy weather. Uh, like we have
1: electrostatic charge. I've had also where it's not necessarily that it's stormy weather, but if the weather for some reason mimics what it was like when oh. that haunting took place or that wow. personality had an experience. Yeah. Maybe early in the morning. Maybe at dusk. I mean, it's it's like the variable could go a lot of ways. I would say, in like a lot of these historical places, you know, the docents and the tour guides, those are the ones that really have the best chance of witnessing stuff at times. It's the
2: Matrix, it's the Matrix.
4: <laughs> Matrix, yeah.
2: It's it's bumps in the Matrix, yeah. you know? I mean, that's what it kind of sounds like in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but, so, do you think that, and then we're gonna throw the switch
4: here, as they say in the business. It's Neo on the line. Who? Neo. <laughs> Who's Neo? Matrix dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> The one. You know, just,
2: character. I never saw
4: the movie. The one. It. But anyway, <laughs> other show.
2: Um, train of thought, there, one uh, Train of thought. Well, we we're talking about the Matrix. Oh, right. Okay. the, the system. I mean, Did, it, it, doesn't it? Doesn't everything kind of point to that in a way? And and you know, we're well, just seeing. I, I like think certain
4: life life experiences may repeat each other, but with different characters.
2: Uh, this whole thing about you know the people who aren't uh, you know on on duty the whole time you know miss stuff so if you're watching for weird stuff you will see weird stuff that's what we're saying right Molly?
1: right well I mean it's you know sometimes you'll have people that everybody will see it sometimes things happen and hey everybody sees it you know the psychic ones usually um it's it, like see. It timing. Yeah. Let's say on. if you're a trained psychic or you've had that, those are the people that will walk into the place and they'll say, Oh, well, you know, there's a soldier standing over there in the corner and he's like, mm. he's missing a hand. And everybody's like, Huh? Mm. And it's, but most of the time that person has been having psychic experiences or seeing that for a while. Every mm. once in a while, you'll get like somebody, what I call a nail. These are people oh. that are very down to the earth, you know, they're nailed down who yes. walk in and they'll see it but the other person yes. is more than likely a lot more to see or get an impression or they'll go into a place and they'll go man this place feels negative or bad or I, I want to get out of here and they got a person standing next to them going what are you talking about?
4: Brilliant.
2: See I don't think that's, that's never happened to me nothing like that the only no. ghost thing
1: and I'm going to
4: ask you No we'll ghosts stuff. on Plum Island that you've seen
1: that we know
2: of anyway
4: so I want to know what kind of ghosts you're going to see around Miami you know like dead well, surfers it, or something, or like Old coke dealers who, you know, yeah. at their
2: end and stuff. <laughs>
1: All you have to well, do is they... drive out to the Everglades, believe me. I'm sure there's a ton of bodies <laughs> out there been Everglades. It, yeah,
3: yeah,
2: it's standing room only on the Everglades. Yeah. Uh, switch. <laughs> uh, switch, you got another question there?
3: No? Uh, uh, yeah, there's, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, we, uh, Emily and I, Emily, the other correspondent on the show, Emily Minimiter we go out often to the area where the Mothman was seen, and there was this, uh, the infamous TNT area where it was uh, originally seen. And people have a lot of other experiences out there. A lot of people will see orbs and so forth, but they'll also see, uh, for lack of a better term, shadow people. Mm -hmm. And I, in my my research, I've even found that uh, Mm -hmm. some people that uh, have experienced UFO sightings have Mm -hmm. seen shadow people. Very creepy. Yes, in your estimation, I mean, there may not be one answer, and this this really hit uh, hit big for a while. What what do you, how would you describe, what, what are your ideas about what shadow people may be?
2: We should, we should tell people that shadow people, and they have these a lot in the St. Louis Valley in Colorado, that we have Tim O'Brien on, uh, Tim whatever his name is, a lot, Christopher O'Brien Chris, a lot.
3: Chris O'Brien, right. Right.
2: You're you're in your house mm. and you see the shadow of people on the wall and stuff, but there's no one there. Yeah. Okay. Is that a good description of it there, Molly?
1: Yeah, well people I mean, you have people that'll say shadow people, either they catch them darting like out of the corner of their eyes. A lot oh. of people will actually see them like usually really tall. And some of them will throw in their hat man with a shadow person a hat, no. hat or My a house. House. Yeah. so you got some different versions so, of the shadow me. people.
2: What's going on there?
1: Okay. Well, the consensus is I I want to say that a very low percentage from what I've s- spoken to is to different people that have had experiences is like an actual human ghost, which is just trying to get out of your way. These are the ones okay. that you, you see like out of the corner of your eye. Like, did I see something? But mm-hmm. they're able to cast a
2: shadow? But yeah, but that's the weird. It's almost
1: like they see the outline, but instead of actually seeing, let's say, a ghost, which, almost the only thing oh. they can materialize is like their shadow, like an outline. With yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's what they
2: mean Okay. no no All no right.
1: no. that's what I'm saying that's the minor I want to say the majority of them are what I consider non-human entities okay, okay. yep and yep. that's why a lot of people say it, it was a very dreadful feeling that came with it it was very menacing etc mm-hmm. etc uh, some people even say like when you were talking about earlier about Mothman some people mm-hmm. will say oh they're you know if you cite one it's a harping
0: we did it again
1: Of death. That's just a version you know, of mm-hmm. what some well, people yeah. think of as the shadow peoples,
2: which would have been dead twenty years ago. He's, <laughs> down he's hanging around there all the time. You still with us, here, Switchy? I'm here. Okay. Stop eating those plastic bags. As it turns out. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, we're talking too about Marlene or uh, Miami Ghost Chronicles. Uh, we we could go on all night because we just had, I just have tons of questions about ghosts and you know I mean what uh, let me just ask one. We've about three minutes left. If, if you have an intelligent ghost encounter, okay, is that ghost coming to see you? You know what I mean? Should you take it personally?
1: You sh- depends. It might. if, Yeah, I've had cases where the person is the one being haunted, not the house. And then okay. when you talk to them, you find out that every place they live, they have the same thing. And it's like, have you caught on yet um, that it's not the house? It's you. Just,
2: <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> it's, okay. it's I, I, Just that you said that, I'll tell this real quick. We had a guy on a few years ago. He wrote a book about a very haunted house in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's, it's kind of a famous um, story, happened in the early '60s. Furniture flying all over the place, and you know, cupboards slamming and stuff. And, and they called the fire department and the cops, and the, and the cops and the firemen actually saw this shit. This right. stuff. Wow. <laughs> this stuff happening. You know, in, in overturning big couches and stuff like that. You know, just like really nutty, nutty stuff. And they had like,
4: it goes time. Lots of to things go. in motion.
2: It, yeah, right. In, in lots of witnesses, which yeah. is strange. And then like about four minutes or five minutes before the interview was over, he says, "Oh no, by the way, and about all the crazy stuff and stuff, He goes, "Bob Crane, the actor he used to rent this house." Holy cow! You couldn't get more cursed than that guy. <laughs> anyway. So, Emily, um, just explain the Miami Ghost Chronicles for our audience, please.
1: Okay, well Miami Ghost Chronicles, it's the group that I founded back in the 90s and really I've always been a freelance uh, investigator, which means I work with a foundation out of Florida, but also with every, with different groups around the country mm-hmm. and I do a lot of consulting because sometimes people will call me because, or they'll call me in because I'm, uh, I'm reliable and I know how to keep confidential stuff Uh, Mm -hmm. and um, you know then now after I started writing a couple of books a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. but um, you know I've been you know like I said working with a I want to say mostly residential uh, clients that despite what everybody sees always wants to keep it very you know private for lack of a better Mm -hmm. word a lot and that's usually your marker that these people are really scared Are you you like a shrink to them? Do you know what I mean? Yes, sometimes. And I don't (laughs) want to be. I have a lot of after, you know, uh, they want the handholding. And it's, I can't stay here. You're going to have to take, you know, uh, we help. But Mm -hmm. and sometimes, again, there's a lot of dynamics sometimes. Not all the time going on in some of these investigations that it's like, (laughs) you know what? I could probably help you get rid of whatever's here, but you're still going to have to deal with yourself <laughs> right, sure, from scenario yeah. so, so Are you able to kind of reason with
2: ghosts if I can put it that way? Yes. Absolutely yes you can. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: All right. Do is, is there any chance that ghosts know reason they, with them in what way? Don't don't punch me or don't kill me or don't scare me, don't well, hurt me. Some
1: yeah. of them, believe it or not, are not really sure that they're dead. <laughs> oh, that's,
4: that could be a problem. <laughs> so they're still hanging around because they they're, they're confused. From... They're confused. Yeah. They're
2: confused. Is there any way to can they see the future? Can they see like the score of the Super Bowl in February? Is that possible? You,
1: a, a lot you know a lot of, you know you hear of a lot of people that have had these encounters. in my experience, yes. whenever you get a supposed ghost, that's foretelling you know trying to tell you hey this is going to happen and it turns out more than chances you're talking to a non-human entity which is not a human ghost and you're in trouble then because it's not like a thumbs
2: down on the super bowl
4: score.
1: that's how they entice you you know they 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 give you all this information you're like wow and then what bites you in the butt are you talking
4: to a demon or something okay i am
1: very careful about the demon word because there's a lot mm-hmm. of entities out there that are non-human. Have never been human, but are not necessarily a demon. Demons aren't mm-hmm. one of them, but there's a lot of non-human spirits besides mm-hmm. demons out there.
2: And what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Just causing trouble? That type but, of thing? You, you?
1: Some of them, uh, it's like some of them people bring it on themselves. You have something like elemental spirits, which usually they. They ignore humans and your best bet is to ignore them. You know, usually wow. you'll have a lot of people, let's say, cultures that at one point knew about them and mm-hmm. just like like appease them and leave them alone. You never want to get their attention. You never want because you're in trouble if you do.
2: It's like the yeah, the waiter at the garage, you know, you give him your order and he disappears. But a machine again, he only goes to the start. Molly, thanks for joining us, we, like I said, we could go on for hours and hours, you know, I mean, we should
4: like... We could go down to Miami and check out the road. Road, yeah. road
2: trip, on the way to... Road uh, trip. But what she said about Mothman, I think we could pass up the Mothman Festival and just... it <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: so goes up and down the strip in Miami along along the, the, the coast or something. The Last grocery,
1: part, I think Mothman yeah. was in Chicago, something like that, so I
4: don't know. Oh, all right, well... Uh, That's so, it's around.
2: Well, listen now. Uh, thanks. What do you have uh, coming up in the uh, you know the next few months? Do you you see clients, right? Do you hypnotize people?
1: I don't anymore privately. Hmm. Uh, I okay. have done it with some clients because, it, it, but it's a very rare occasion. Usually, I'm right. right. books. As a matter of fact, I've got a new one coming out the 18th, which is called Supernatural Safety. It's like a, it's a paranormal DIY guide. Oh, cool! Right? Yeah, you know, when yeah everybody yeah. else's diy you can uh, do paranormal work diy and i'll tell you when not to when it's not a diy project
2: oh cool well get in touch with us when that uh comes out when's it coming out uh december okay. 18th oh cool mm-hmm. all right well we should have your mark... it's birthday yeah there you go that's how one remembers everything so well thank you for joining us and i'm gonna right now this is the end of the show one we've had so much fun oh man you can't getting
4: extended another hour no
2: <laughs> as much as i wish you could Call the the Galley and tell them get okay. our seats ready please place right. and keep the grill on and okay. put the jacket Do in Do you close-up shop on your own? Yes, yes, okay, okay. flea, call and flea. Uh, thank Marlene, it's a pleasure to no, talk it to you. My pleasure, you. thank yes, you. Nice.
1: Happy holidays, happy new year to yes, all everybody.
2: Yeah, I might be calling you for personal consultation. You never Not know. Not a
1: problem, whenever you want.
2: Thank you, Marlene. Thanks Take for joining us. Marlene Ghost website? What's your website? It's
1: uh, miamighostchronicles.com or marlenepardo.com.
2: All right, cool. All right, thank you very much, Molly. We'll talk real soon. Okay. Bye bye. Take care.
3: All right. Good
2: Wow. In one one hit, literally. When...
1: Like that interview. Okay. So that was Mac Maloney, and I've um, I've interviewed Mac myself on. My show, okay, is in the 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 title of the uh, of the episode is ET Enigma. And by the way, um, Mac is uh, he's a great author. He writes a lot of is a good selling author of uh, Wingman series, Chopper Ops, I believe. I mean, he's got a series of super famous. Uh, Best sellers, but he also has this uh, radio show that he does do. Juan uh, Juan, I believe, is, is his co host. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know if there's a third person there or that maybe he switches them out. But anyway, it's fascinating because um, one of the things that, that me and Mac had spoken about was UFOs and. Uh, We had mentioned, not all the time, but where some people that have had UFO sightings, there's a correlation between them having paranormal experiences of some type. Whether it's ESP or sometimes even ghost sightings, Uh, you'll have other people that even have um, God cryptid sightings. It's almost yeah, sometimes it's a standalone experience, but other times it's like a uh, one thing comes with the other. I mean, I've gone to meetings here in Miami out of a group that they're ufologists, and uh, and I think I've mentioned this before. After you know, everybody stands talking around and be surprised what people talk about when there's a smaller group. I mean, usually uh, we'll be looking, and maybe it's a mufon. Uh, presentation and you know there's a lot of people and we're looking and sometimes afterwards everybody breaks down into chit chats and it's surprised some of the things that come out that people will say their experiences have been like you know I, I've, had, I've had these sightings of let's say a UFO some of them have just had sightings uh, others have had uh, abduction experiences and some of them have said you know along with either sightings and or uh, abductions by extraterrestrials, I've had paranormal experiences or I'm more sensitive or I, you know, it's almost like, it's not like, okay, I saw the UFO and this stopped, or it, it, there's, it's almost like a flow in their lives that you can never forget. Um, like it opens a door. And some people will say, well, you know, what does ghosts have to do with UFOs or ETs or, you know, like one thing is one thing and the other is the other. But a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot of people see a correlation with people having experiences with, in both areas. Okay. Uh, what he was mentioning, are we talking because we're talking interdimensional Aspects: Are we talking to ETs or UFOs travel between dimensions and maybe the same way as ghosts do or the same way as cryptids do? Uh, and it's just maybe it's almost like, um, let's say it's the same doorway, but it leads to different rooms. And maybe when that doorway opens, something slips in and out even though they don't belong in that same dimension, but it's the same portal into ours. This is just a thought. Uh, I think part of it also is what I was describing to Mac originally. I think that when you develop this vigilance or this awareness, uh, you just overlook stuff before, but now you pick up on stuff. Uh, You're more aware of things. It's almost like, you know, once that door is open... It's open and you just, I want to say besides your senses, you know, you have, you develop an how can I say this? You know, everybody thinks of extrasensory perception as ESP, as in mental, but I think that there's another thing that goes with this. There's a sense of intuition, if you want to call it that, and by this I don't mean, okay, you know, some people let's say when you're psychic, whether you're, you're cl- clairvoyant, for example, and you know what's going to happen or maybe what happened before or whatever, I think there's something that happens to people that their intuition flowers. And they, maybe it's, by the way, again, I'm going to state This is not something that you acquire. It's almost like it's been there all along. That's why I use that example as it flowers. All of a sudden, it's been there all along, it flowers, and you start picking up and getting information that feeds into your brain, maybe through your subconscious mind. It's expressed through symbols. It's a lot of things. Everybody's different. Everybody processes stuff differently. You're going to get people who've been, if they've been doing it for a really long time, for example, like when you were a kid guess what you 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 learn to listen to it and it's like just like talking you you know hey i I, I gathered all my information and maybe I don't understand how much I'm gathering or from where okay and then you get people who once this starts developing for them then they're like man what's going on I, I mean I'm having weird dreams I'm I'm, I'm I'm going to places and I feel like either a good feeling or a bad feeling, or I meet somebody, or I shake their hand, or I'm around somebody, or uh, I have certain feelings about man. I, I shouldn't go down this road, and it turn. And they they and they kind of do battle with themselves, like oh, it's just my imagination. That's crazy. Whereas the person that's been using it since they were a kid, they they deal with it. They're they're good with it. They understand it. And as a matter of fact, they might not even be aware of how much information they sweep in, not only through the regular senses, but with that intuition part of themselves, which by the way, and I've spoken about this in other shows, that intuition, which a lot of times is information or data that we pick up through our eyes, our ears, it goes into people poo-poo it. You know, like uh when something let's say they go someplace and they get a very uneasy feeling and they really can't account for it. And they oh you know they they, they they refuse to act on it because they don't see any immediate threat, danger, any reason. A lot of people things happen to them because they refuse to pay attention to it. And um, there's some people that have been victim of robberies rapes a lot of stuff even attempted murder who will say you know what when I arrived at this place uh, what? and by the way what I'm talking here is I'm not talking that you ahead of time know you're going someplace that's that's risky you know it's like of course you expect something might happen I'm talking about things that happen to people when they least expect that they were either someplace There was supposedly no threat, maybe some place they've been to before uh, or with people that they've never had a problem with. And a lot of them, the ones, of course, that have survived, whatever happened, will said, you know, I I had a weird feeling, I had a bad feeling, I thought I should leave and I didn't. Um, Or, you know, I felt somebody was following me and I checked out, but I couldn't. And later on, of course, unfortunately, they have horrific experiences. And um, and a lot of the times, part of this, like I said, is what you hear and what you see that sometimes our brain captures it, but we just don't co- capture it with our conscious mind. That's why we can't figure out, well, why am I feeling like this? But there's also another part of us uh, that it's, I want to say, for lack of a better example, almost like when you walk into a room where two people have been having a heated argument. When you walk in, it's quiet, but you, you can feel the tension. You, f- Even if you're not looking at these people giving each other dirty looks, as an example, because people can say, oh, you're picking up on the body language, that these people just had this big, giant argument. Even if that's not the case, you feel it. You feel it in the air, and it's the same thing. Um, as far as our intuition. Now, one thing that's very important, which I mentioned to Mac, is the problem sometimes where you develop this vigilance what he was talking about is it the ability to turn it off because if you don't turn it off you go crazy you, you, your brain doesn't do and i'm going to i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a personal experience you know when my kids especially my sons they were going through their teenage years you know i, I would always give them curfew at midnight, when they were, you know, in high school, and et cetera, and I was told them, you know, you you need to, if you're going to run late, you need to call me you need to tell me or, whatever.
4: But I'll tell you what,
1: and even as they grew a little bit older, until they left home and whatever, a lot of times I couldn't sleep because, like, it was like, okay, once they're home, you know, I would if I would hear the car pull in, it's like I can fall asleep. But even the times when they were a little bit older, that they might come back later. I'm telling you, even if I kind of dozed, I could hear every single noise, everything that was going on in my house. And if you looked at me, I looked like I was asleep and I really wasn't asleep. I had, I I know I had like a radar going on where every sound, everything that was going on, I knew what was going on in my house. And like I said, once my kid got in, was, that was it, it's over. But now, can you imagine being like that all the time? Not because your teenager is hasn't come home yet for the night, but because you're just doing that all the time. That's where the problem comes in with that vigilance where you never go into REM sleep, you never drop down, your mind becomes foggy because you, yeah, you go and say, well, I'm sleeping, but you're not really sleeping you're not really sleeping uh and that's that's the problem when your mind is like that okay your sleep if you sleep you can wake up really easy the quality of the sleep that you get is not good we do not function well if we do not drop down into REM sleep REM sleep is when of course rapid eye movement you know when you see people's eyes move under their eyelids and Sometimes if you remember, you'll have some funky dreams because the way what it is, is that your brain, your subconscious is speaking to you in symbols. And that's why sometimes if you remember them, you'll have some really weird dreams like animals and people you've never seen. And you'll be like, what? And it's just all it is is symbology. And sometimes it's what they say as easy as what you desire, what you fear. But... But people don't understand is when you go into your REM and you have those dreams, basically you're clearing out your brain. You're taking everything that's happened to you during the day, whatever, good, bad, or in between, you kind of file it off. And it also depends on what's happening in your life. You kind of also process things maybe you're worried about. Um, or in some cases... There comes a point, and I tell everybody, I've, I've spoken about this, where sometimes we have events that are very, very hurtful, uh, very traumatic, and we'll bury them because at that point, your brain might say, you know what, this is not a good time for you to remember this. And then later on, when you're ready, it'll start feeding it to you in your dreams. And that's why you'll have some people... That have and I'm not saying all the time sometimes people that have had that have been victims of something in their past will start having very weird weird dreams or even flashes of remembering stuff and that's what it is it's that the mind your brain your however you want to call it is saying now you can handle it doesn't mean you're going to be comfortable with it but you're not going to go insane you're not going to lose it because and as like I said you know you'll, but but anyway, but besides that, REM is really important and when you don't have that REM sleep that level that's not good for you. So, when he was asking me, What can you train yourself? It's like, Do you really want to train yourself to do that? That you can have plasticity, absolutely, you can have plasticity in your brain and train yourself for certain things. Um, and usually, after X amount of time, if you do something. Uh, long enough it becomes second nature and a lot of people they don't do that they, they give up you know how they say you have to do something for 21 days for it to become a habit well it's you know sometimes people give up too easily or too quickly on things and I'm gonna keep, I I remember when, you, when I started to drive it's like you think about everything oh my god you know, you think, well, what do I do? And that was an automatic. I remember one time I, this was when the Honda Accords were coming out, and they only had five speeds. I didn't know how to drive clutch. And I was in my 20s, just one of those things. And I got the car. I had to drive it home. That was the longest drive just to get that thing out of first. And I remember I used to live in an area where it was a development, and mostly it was unbuilt, so I had all these streets, you know how they laid down the streets and developments first before they built, and I practiced there, because I had to go to work the next day, I, I turned in my other car, you know, one of those crazy things you do when you're in your 20s, and I was like, I gotta, I, <laughs> and my thing was, of course, if you don't know how to come out at first, either pop the clutch and you, um, either the car turns off, or you... <laughs> You know, you're afraid because you don't understand that once you have the clutch in, uh it doesn't matter if you press on the accelerator, the car's not going anywhere. But in your mind, it's really hard to do it. Bottom line, I, I don't know if anybody out there has had that experience. And then after a while, guess what? I love five-speed, especially in small cars. And I could drive five-speed. Okay, I could you know just bring down I didn't even have to brake I could slow down the car just bringing it down in speeds from fifth down and doing turns and I I wasn't thinking about it I could just go go and at the beginning I was I'm telling you I was sweating bullets and my point is that the brain's plasticity works along the same lines Sometimes, though, we give up too easily because we feel uncomfortable and I don't know how to do this. And, and Unless sometimes if somebody holds our feet to the fire, like what happened to me that was like, this is the only car I got. I better learn how to drive it because I had to, I want to say my job was like 15, 20 miles away. So I had to learn how to drive it. And not to ram into somebody or stall out in traffic. Yeah, and it was maybe that first week, it was a really long week. I dreaded, it was like, oh my God, I got to, oh my God. And remember, going to it from work, it was in rush hour, so it was a lot of traffic. And eventually I got beyond it. And I wanna say that with anything having to do with, uh, if you wanna develop your psychic senses, uh, remote viewing, anything of that nature, yes, you can train your brain without developing the hypervigilance. Uh, But it takes a while and I think a lot of people give up too easily not only on that and other things because It's like I did that three times. I guess I'm not good at it. It's like, what do you mean? All right, you did it three times. Nobody's good at anything (laughs) After you do it three times? You got to go through and work out the kinks and That's that's one of the great things about human beings man our brains We can do that we can mold our brains till we become second nature or we don't have to overthink it Uh, Every little thing, you know, how to do it, what to say, whatever the case might be. But anyway, guys, uh, I hope that you liked this little interview that I did with Mac Maloney on his show. I'll put the link. He's on K-Core Radio, and I'll put a link to his podcast. So if anybody wants to listen to him, he... Talks a lot about the UFO paramilitary angle, I believe. But every once in a while, he'll throw in something like me, like ghosts, into the mix. And again, he's a best-selling author. You go to Amazon, you go to his website, and you're going to see he's got lots. He's got series of books. That's how good he is. And he's a very, very nice guy. So again, guys, thank you for spending this time with me. Don't forget to my go to MiamiGhostChronicles.com storiesinthesupernatural.info or marlenepardo.com at chronicles.com, You know I have all the links, whether it's to YouTube or to the podcast where you could download the MP3 files. If you're a true believer and you want to submit a story, go to the submit your story tab. I'm always, always happy to see stories coming in, which I'm going to do a show of doing a little collection and I'm going to read them off. Some of my good stories. And, um, again, probably by the time I listen to the show, the book will be out, which is, um, Supernatural Safety, a paranormal DIY guide. And, uh, I got uh, Reverend Sean Whittington, who's the host of Vegas Supernatural, to do the forward for me. He's a great, uh, host for his show, Supernatural, uh, Vegas Supernatural. But anyway, guys. I hope you pick up the book. Uh, probably I want to do some giveaways on it in the future once it gets rolling along. But anyway, by the time you hear this, the holidays will be over. But who cares? Happy holidays. Happy New Year. I wish for you and your family or your loved ones the very best. Uh, only good things for you. And thank you so much for being part of my audience. Take care. Annie had an earache. On a Saturday of all days. So her mom brought her to Minute Clinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products, all in one visit. Even on evenings and weekends. You can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit Minuteclinic at CVS. That's healthier, made easier. Services vary by location. See Minuteclinic.com for details. <laughs>